everybody and welcome to the year was the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question hey who invited you like seriously why are you here I'm your host, Michael Montalvo, and for the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to find out what makes it a truly unique. On this episode, we examine the events that occurred April 8th. Can a statue be lost if no one knows it's missing? I ask myself this in a pretend dark room. In reality, it is the early evening, and I am now just sitting down to write out this episode. The TV is on in the background, streaming a movie I'm only half paying attention to, and the soft glow of the computer screen illuminates my face in the soft blue glow the way only electronics can do. On the screen is a picture of a statue, a woman with missing arms. Perhaps one of the most famous and easily recognizable statues that many believe represents the Greek goddess of love and beauty, Aphrodite. To the Romans, she is Venus. The Venus de Milo. The year was 1820, and on this day, the statue known as the Venus de Milo was discovered by a French naval officer and a farmer. We don't know when the statue was made, but we do know that the artist was Alexandros of Anatoch. It is thought to have been produced sometime around 100 BC, during the Hellenistic Age, and it is carved out of two blocks of marble that are fitted together and stand 6 feet 7 inches tall. The Venus de Milo was originally most likely painted, as was the custom then and it was also adorned with metal jewelry, like bracelets, earrings, and headbands that now have long since been gone, only the holes where they were once fixed remaining. But what about its arms? Were they always gone? Sources vary. Upon its discovery by French naval officer Oliver Vautier and a farmer on the island of Milos, Yorgos Kintratus, My pronunciation on all of this is going to be terrible. Voitier began to dig around some ancient ruins, and after a few hours of digging, they had unearthed the famous statue. Some say that the arms were missing then. Others say that after another French naval officer, Jules Dumont d'Urville, recognized its significance, and arranged for its purchase for the French ambassador to Turkey. The arms were broken off during a fight between the French and the Turkish on the shore of Milos. Fragments of the left arm were found, however, and it is thought that the left arm was holding an apple. Now here's a bit of interesting trivia for you. When the representative for the German ambassador arrived as the statue was being loaded, bound for Constantinople, they seized the statue and persuaded the island's chief citizens to annul the sale. Nicholas Morosi learned of the reversal of the sale and allegedly had the chiefs whipped and fined, and the sale went through as originally planned. 
Hold on, I hear you asking me. Who was Nicholas Morosi? I don't really know. All I could really find out was that he was the Prince of Moldavia, but I only found that from one source, so if anyone has any information on that, I would appreciate it. The statue was sent to France in 1821 and presented to Louis the XVIII, who then donated it to the Louvre Museum, where it still stands today. And that's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps me steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And to thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.